So we will go through some of your questions. Before I start, you know, la last week I spoke about the different planes of existence and then somebody asked uh, relating to the uh, a meditator who is practicing uh, a pure insight, uh, vipassana suddha yanika. Then that person is not practicing jhana. So the question was uh, regarding a person, such a person, uh, if he attains anagami, you know, the stage of anagami, just by practicing only vipassana. So this is possible. Hmm? So a person will attain the stage of anagami just uh, with the pure vipassana practice. When he dies or when she dies, uh, where is he reborn? Like we were talking about the, the, the three or the four uh, planes of existence, like the kama vachara, the sense sphere uh, plane of existence, then the fine material sphere and then the immaterial sphere, and of course the, uh, the Lokuttara, the supramundane states of existence. So uh, we said also that uh, somebody wants to attain the Rupa, the Rupa Vachara Bhumi, that is the, the fine material sphere, needs to practice jhana. So somebody who has jhana, when he dies, then he is reborn in the fine material sphere. So uh, in regard to somebody who attains anagami, then I say that you know, the person who attains anagami will not be reborn in the human plane, but will re be reborn probably in the Deva Loka or something like that, but uh, uh, this is a mistake. And uh, a person who is uh, anagami, and then he has destroyed the fetter of uh, the sense desire. So the person is not attracted anymore to uh, sense pleasures. So that means uh, uh, there is no possibility for that person to be reborn in the field of uh, sense sphere, uh, the sense sphere uh, realm. So the karma, vachara loka, he cannot be reborn there. So automatically he will be reborn in the uh, fine material sphere. And then also uh, somebody with uh, anagami, you know, then they, they have also their, their special uh, you know, it's already reserved for them, so they have their special uh, <laughs> uh, place, like uh, among the, the, the fine material sphere. So the, you have uh, one, the one, the last one in the fourth jhana, like uh, in the fourth jhana, then you have, instead of having only three planes of existence, in which, uh, of which you have in the first the three uh, jhanas, then in the fourth jhana, plane of existence in the fine material sphere, then you have five planes of existence there, so it is divided in five. And three of the, f it is divided in seven, sorry, yes, and then f yes, seven, and then five of them actually is called the pure abode, so the Suddha Vasa, and uh, there are only anagamis are there. So the reason is that uh, Somebody who attains anagami, although the, 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 the pure uh, practice of samatha has not been formally done uh, in, uh, in the life of a human being or in the life of a deva, or, uh, then uh, the mind is so pure that uh, the jhana is very accessible, accessible to, to such a person. And in any case, the person will have attained what is called the lokuttara jhana, that is when the person attains the, the path and also the, the, the fruition of, uh, 
of uh, the path, uh, then uh, that person is absorbed in Nibbana. So uh, that means the, the, the purity of his mind, also the strength of his mind as the power, as the same power as the, as the full absorption. <coughs> and, uh, so this is why it's said that uh, although the person has not uh, practiced uh, Samatha as such, then the person, when, when, when he dies, then he is uh, reborn uh, in these planes. Again, related to the planes of existence, uh, here, can you speak more about the different depths of each jhana, first and fourth, which you refer to your talk on different Brahma planes of existence? So, uh, I say, like, uh, related to the depths of each, each jhana, so among the four jhanas, then a person can have uh, uh, the inferior or medium or superior quality of the jhana. So that means even in the jhana there, are, there, there is a kind of a classification there. And uh, then uh, the person will be reborn like, uh, like, uh, like we just now, we just talked about the, the, uh, the pure abode. No? The, uh, then the, the pure abode of, uh, of uh, the pure abode pl planes of existence where you have anagamis, then uh, it is already the fourth jhana. And, uh, but, uh, the, 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 the first the three jhanas, then each uh, planes, according to each jhana, is having, uh, it is uh, subdivided in three planes. So, uh, according, to, uh, according to the quality of the jhana. So, the, the difference actually would be uh, in longevity. So, uh, the first stage, like in first jhana, you have three planes of existence, three, div, uh, three uh, fine material realm, uh, three planes of existence in the, in the Rupa Vachara Bhumi, that is in the realm of uh, fine material sphere. So uh, there you have three degrees, huh? and then also three planes. And uh, uh, then the same thing with the second jhana, same thing with the third jhana. And then the difference will be in longevity. So the length of uh, the, the, the span of life, the, the years that are uh, that somebody can uh, can spend in these uh, realms of existence is longer and longer. So the strength, the stronger your jhana, then the longer is long, your longevity. One other uh, difference would be uh, in the in the power that you can that you can uh, have in these uh, in these planes of existence. For example, in the first uh, uh, rupa realm, then it's. Uh, uh, it said the Brahma retenue, so you are born among the gods, and then you are just uh, a normal god, you know. So you are part of the, <laughs> so you are kind of a minister that you don't have, a, you know, the, your your post is not yet, uh, it's not full manager. <laughs> so then the, then the second plane, then it's uh, another an, another uh, the qualification. The second plane is uh, related to the quality of your uh, light. So the lustre, you know, not the lust, the lustre of uh, the light that uh, that uh, these people are, uh, those those beings are, are emanating, and then another one also which is uh, almost uh, similar is uh, the aura, that is uh, like a minor or very infinite aura. That means that the the extent to which your light is going to uh, to uh, to manifest itself, and also the steadiness of uh, the aura. So these will be the difference of uh, 
of planes of existence. Actually, it is just uh, it is just related to the to the power of uh, your uh, concentration, of your concentration. Here, what exactly is an emitter made of? What are we seeing as an emitter in Cassina practice? So, an emitter is an image. Hmm? And uh, then the emitter of a jhana also, it is a counterpart image. And uh, these images can be, uh, they can be got, we can get these images by using external, external device. So, for example, here we talk about the casina, in, uh, the nimitta in casina practice. So, uh, some of the uh, casinas, you know, they, they, they will be done like briefly. Uh, last Sunday, Saturday, I spoke about uh, the six types of mastery that uh, someone can have. That is, uh, someone can develop a nimitta from his body and then have it outside, or someone can have it outside and then. Uh, keep it outside and things like this. So, uh, this the, the some casino practices they are done only with external objects. Like if you uh, use the the the, the patawi casino, the herb casino, or the water or the fire casino, or the wind casino, it would be uh, with the external elements. So in that case, you uh, somebody can do like the the. They used to do that in the, in the monasteries, some monasteries in the east, that is, they, they, they construct uh, a kind of uh, mandala, they, co they construct uh, or they dig a hole, or they dig, they, they make a round, roundish uh, uh, thing in which they will put some paint, or they will put, uh, you know, they will make a disc, and then they can put some clay, or also they can use a small, uh, Roundish thing with the uh, balls, you know, flat balls to put the water. Or so these will be external devices. And uh, then a person who wants to develop the, the casino, then he goes to uh, close to, he, he arranged the, 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 he arranged the, 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 the object uh, properly, you know, so that it will fit his meditation. Then he will gaze at it. Like if you are gazing at the, at the cushion just in front of you. So then he is using a, an external sign, an external image. And then when the person closes his eyes, then he sees the same uh, cushion or he sees the same color or the same element that is represented in the area uh, delimited by, delimited by, uh, by the casinas. And uh, then this will become the, the nimitta. So when the person is able to reproduce the natural or the original object to which the mind had been uh, concentrated, then uh, that counterpart sign, actually, is just a mental sign. So the original one, the original one will have been uh, an original, uh, a real color out of an object or a real uh, representation of uh, some elements. So when, what are we seeing as an imitant casino practice? So we are just seeing the uh, the counterpart image of uh, of the, uh, the the initial uh, sign. Just like uh, uh, you can see also a person, for example. Like if you talk now, you see some people, you know. So if you close your eyes or if you go to your room and then you you think about the person, then you can see the image of the person. 
So it can be done with many, uh, many, uh, many objects. But uh, here the, ca the, 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 the casinas are just uh, uh, inanimate things. So it is purely a mental concept. But uh, actually, if we are talking about the, the Anapana Nimitta, so like here, the second question is, it, uh, is that uh, uh, related to, to the Nimitta? So is it matter, those minds? Those minds produce material kalapas? Or, or is it purely a mental concept? So it is purely a mental concept, but the mental concept can be based on the, like on those casinas, but uh, if someone is doing the anapanasati, for example, then uh, the, the nimitta that will arise out of it is a subtle perception or a mental perception of the breath itself. So if someone was to analyze uh, what is that breath nimitta, so the person will actually come to, if, the, if, it's con if his concentration is strong enough, the person will realize that actually the nimitta if it is the real representation of the breath, then uh, it is based on the uh, on the on a mental perception of the breath. So the person will be able, if someone wants to do, then he, the, the, the nimitta can be uh, can be analyzed. And then, uh, if it is the nimitta of the breath, then you see that uh, the breath is just a concept of uh, of a group of kalapas, a group of particles. So some people are able to see. Uh, these kalapas that are contained in the air of, uh, of the breath. So if we relate it to the uh, nimitta of the, of the anapanasati, then it represents the, the breath itself, seen as a, as a group of uh, kalapas. But uh, uh, the nimitta, for example, in the anapanasati or any kind of uh, samatha meditation, the nimittas should not be investigated because, uh, because then it will destroy all, all the... the, the, the the, the power or the the support of uh, of uh, samatha because samatha uh, we need a, a strong all that is the, the the object needs to be kind of stable so if we start to analyze what it is then if it is relating to a real phenomenon then these phenomenon are just uh, impermanent so it will start to disintegrate and then then the 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 the, uh, the jhana will fall or someone will not be able to to attain to, to a strong channel because the object is always fading away. So sometimes it seems like the nimitta breaks down into many small dots. So you see, this is the problem. And uh, is this a distortion of perception or a glimpse into the fine material object? Uh, no, it's not a distortion of perception. So. Like uh, when we practice samatha, we have to force or we have to condition our perception so that uh, we don't go and, and analyze or we don't, we don't try to, to, to go to what is called the ultimate realities of, uh, of matter. We are just, or uh, of mind also, we are just trying to, to hold the concept that, uh, that we create, you know, for, uh, uh, for the purpose of, uh, of developing samatha. So it can be a glimpse into the into, well, the ultimate realities or the intrinsic uh, reality, re reality of uh, what the nimitta is based. 
What does fine material mean in reference to the four jhana? So fine material means that uh, means that uh, uh, in relation to the four jhana, so uh, like the four jhanas, the definition is that uh, they are uh, connected to the fine material realm. So it is called fine material realm because the object, most of the object uh, on which the, the jhanas are based, will be uh, will be some kind of materiality. But that materiality, because the mind also that is perceiving this materiality has become very refined, uh, it is uh, called fine material uh, jhana, or the, f the fine material realm. And also, uh, it is also called fine material realm in the sense of uh, of uh, plane of existence, because uh, the, the realm is just the, the, the mental mode in which somebody is tuning when the person is practicing jhana, but uh, the plane of existence in which these persons are reborn are an actual uh, plane, you know, they are actual uh, places in the universe, and uh, the people that are reborn there their, then their uh, materiality, their body is uh, very fine because of the purity of their mind. So this is why. Yeah, again, I understand that the absorption into jhana is lost in those moments. I don't know in which uh, moment uh, the question is relating to. Mm. Because I think the person is maybe mixing fine material and uh, uh, paramatta, that is uh, when he glimpses into the, uh, the real uh, reality of the nimitta. So this is different. So, uh, so this is different. So the, the question is not appropriate, I think. So I am just wondering here, the, he says, uh, I am just wondering if it is lost to random distraction and delusion or a glimpse at ultimate reality, materiality. So this is, the, uh, this is what uh, can happen, is that uh, if someone investigates so much in the limita, you know, then, uh, then, then it's not necessarily distraction and delusion, but a glimpse into the ultimate reality, uh, materiality. But also sometimes I, I think uh, it can be uh, due to distraction and delusion because if the mind is not very uh, uh, strongly holding and stro strongly uh, keeping attention on the uh, on the concepts, then uh, the the quality of the object, the quality of the limita will disintegrate, and, uh, and then the, the jhana will be lost. But uh, it will disintegrate not because the person aspires into the ultimate materiality of the representative, the, 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 the object that is uh, represented, but because the mind has, uh, has uh, lost the power to keep the object and the object is just uh, fading away because the mind also is, uh, is fading away. Another question. I'd like to ask the definition of the bodhisattva so the, the, the definition of the bodhisattva, like bodhi is enlightenment or awaken, and sattva means a being. So a person who is uh, devoted to, uh, to enlightenment or to, uh, to awake, awakening is, 
is a, is a bodhisattva in, in a general sense. And uh, here the question is, suppose a man, I will say also a woman, so suppose a man or a woman made wish to be a Pacheka Buddha, and the Buddha, Sama Buddha, gave prophecy the person to be the Pacheka Buddha in the future. Is he called a Bodhisattva? Yes, he is called a Bodhisattva also, because uh, the person is, uh, is devoting his, uh, his career to, uh, to, be, to develop the, the, the qualities of awakening. What is the significance on staying up all night, meditating on the night of the full moon? Do you recommend this practice? So the significance of staying up all night, you can give the significance yourself, but uh, in Asia, especially where, because of the, 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 the weather, or sometimes also, uh, in the West, we have these types of things. That is, uh, in the summertime, uh, in, the, in the full moon, then uh, it is very appropriate for people to gather together. The energies also are very different during a full moon. Like uh, even the nature gets influenced. Also, human beings and animals also get influenced by the uh, uh, by the energy of the moon. So, uh, human beings use these. Uh, occasions to gather together and also to, to have a, you know, a, a, a meeting and uh, to, 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 do, to do activities during the night. So sometimes, like, if it's not uh, spiritually oriented, then it can be festivals. And uh, so in all the traditions, we have that. So also, uh, now it is connected with meditation and a spiritual tradition. So also, there are uh, special... Uh, Special, some people like also to, to practice the meditation all the night during the full moon. So if I recommend this practice, then... Uh, well, uh, it depends on you, you know. But like if it's a full moon, the, the, the night of a full moon, then so sometimes also you can, the following day can be a full sun day. So you can sleep all the day. <laughs> because some people are, like if you, if you don't sleep enough, then uh, uh, you need to, uh, to recover the following day. So it depends of, uh, of your character. So if, you, if it doesn't make you too tired the following day, and if you like it, then you can do it. But uh, if you feel that uh, it makes you too tired or it's not beneficial, then uh, it's not necessary to do it. Another question. Can a pregnant woman practice the jhanas? Uh, yes, I guess so. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, will the bliss of the third jhana not be beneficial for the baby? <laughs> yes, I think, he, why not? If it's uh, beneficial for the lady, it will be beneficial for the baby also. <laughs> 
Because what is jhana, you know? Jhana is just the purity of the mind and then the happiness. And so if we agree that, uh, that uh, the quality of our mind or the, yes, the qualities of our mind can affect uh, our body, then also uh, it affects ourselves and also it affects, I mean, if someone has a baby or, uh, you know, uh, a baby in a room, then uh, the baby also is going, is going to be affected. And also we can say that meditation in general also will affect any uh, kind of pregnancy, pregnancy because, uh, well, if you are a mother and then you worry, you know, so sometimes mothers worry, but it's not necessary to, to worry, you know, they, they, they think about so many things that what they are going to do with the, with the child and many things. And also the meditation helps to calm down and, uh, and also helps to uh, to promote a mental kind of uh, stability. And uh, here I will say that uh, if uh, especially the jhana is connected with the uh, metta, then it's uh, it's still more beneficial because uh, uh, not only the, the mind will be pure, but also the mind will be pure, but supported by thoughts of uh, loving kindness. So it will be good for the mother and also good for the child because the child is uh, independent from the mother. But uh, actually, it's also part of the of the mother uh, organism. So, being very close, also then the, all what the mother is eating, the child is getting uh, to be affected. But also, many things that the mother is thinking also will affect the child. So, we d you should not uh, forget that the, the mind it, it can affect uh, organism, and uh, of course, uh, our own organism, but also. Um, secondary type of organism. And here, the question, the, I think the lady is very serious because uh, she asked, how about the fourth jhana? <laughs> because the breath stops. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry for the child, you know, like even if you stop breathing, the, the child actually he doesn't think about it and he doesn't really care as long as the pipe is uh, going on. <laughs> then, uh, then he, 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 he will be okay. And uh, it is recorded, you know, that uh, sometimes uh, in history, or, uh, there have been cases of uh, of a mother dying, huh? and then also like in the east, the, 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 or in the old days, also in the west, when the the, the person dies, then they, they wait a few days, and then they, they, they bring to the crematorium. So there are records that. Uh, that uh, a dead woman is is brought to the uh, to the cemetery to be burned, and then when it comes to to burning, then somebody heard. You know, there is a story about that uh, in the, in the somewhere in the text, and uh, so somebody heard a, a baby crying. You know, some cry, and actually it was coming from the mother's womb. That the the, the, the I mean the, from the corpse, and uh, then they decided to uh, well this uh, well the the, the 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 woman is pregnant and the the, the child is still alive. So even after a few days, although the mother was dead, uh, the child uh, was alive, and they cut the they cut the the, the, the belly, and then the, the, the child also survived. So don't worry about the four jhana. <laughs> yeah, another question: Is it kind of awkward that we need a whole lot of self-esteem and self-confidence? in order to find out that there is no self. Mm. So I think this is called a, a paradox, isn't it? Huh? That's called a paradox. So I will give another paradox. Uh, 
I don't know if you realize, but uh, to make a good joke, someone actually needs to be pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why also like the, the British humor is one of the best in the world, because they have a rule that uh, in their education that uh, no, if you make a joke, don't laugh about it, because you are going to spoil half of it. So British people, they have a, it's called a cold humor, or no, not a cold humor, but dry humor. So it's really funny because they make jokes and they, they don't crack anything. So <laughs> that's why. So it's a, it's a paradox. So this is one paradox. Then another one will be uh, like when uh, someone brings, a, you know, if, if you make feces analysis, you know, you bring to the laboratory feces. So, although, it's um, <laughs> not a joke, you know, you don't need to <laughs> So, although the thing is kind of very dirty, uh, the tools by which you, you will need to, uh, to, to analyze and then to see the bacteria and everything has to be very clean and very, uh, you know, uh, very uh, kind of uh, uh, sterilized. You know, so the, 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 the equipment in which you are going to see these dirty uh, microbes uh, needs to be, uh, well, uh, uh, without any uh, kind of uh, bacteria. So this is also a little bit of a paradox. So here, the question anyway is related to self. Hmm? So no self, uh, so we need, uh, we, we need self-confidence and self-esteem. So. What is mean is what is meant by that is that uh, it's not self-confidence and self-esteem in the sense of puffing off, but it's the self-confidence and self-esteem that is bringing us uh, a real balance and that is bringing us real clarity of mind. So any kind of doubt that we have about ourselves, oh, no, I cannot do, or any kind of lack of esteem or, or confidence will. Uh, will kind of uh, alterate the quality uh, of our observation, the, the, the quality of uh, our insight, the quality of our mind. So the more like a, a person who is very balanced, then the confidence is there, very strong. But it doesn't necessarily that the, the person is over pride, proud, or, or the person is, uh, is uh, you know, over... Uh, 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 over, you know, the, the ego that is overdeveloped. It's just that the ego is just uh, very healthy. So, health, you know, but also in the sense of mental health, men, mental uh, balance. This is what is meant by uh, self-confidence and, and self-esteem. So, uh, this was for the paradox, but actually it's not a paradox because to see uh, absence of self, we need uh, we need very strong lens of uh, of insight. If the mind is not uh, dealing with the depth of uh, of the process, we are looking at ourselves. We are looking at this body. We are looking at this mind. Oh, everything is uh, conditioned by causes and uh, conditions. And uh, so to see that in detail, this is what is going to give us the uh, not the conviction, but the, the insight that actually uh, we are the. M more we look at it, the, 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 the more uh, meticulously we are investigating phenomenon, the more we see that there is no self. So it comes out of investigation, it, it comes out of a real clarity into insight uh, towards the phenomenon. So 
to get that, then the, the mental health is a, is a primary of you know, mental balance. Another question is, will the experience of Banga, you know, the solution in the Vipassana, will that be similar for those who take the path of building strong concentration before moving to Vipassana? And for those who practice minimal anapana before moving to the vipassana. So uh, I will say that uh, somebody who has also the, the, the practice of the jhana before moving to the vipassana will have uh, as a scope or as a focus of uh, analysis also all the, um, the content of uh, the jhanas that the person is, is having to, to practice. So just uh, uh, adding these things will, will make uh, the, the, the experience of Banga a little bit more uh, elaborated because the person will have to investigate and to, to discern and to see the dissolution of uh, these uh, mental phenomena that are experienced during, during the jhana. So that's, the, that's mostly the difference. Because, yeah. But someone w will say also that maybe the, the power of a, a very strong uh, concentrated mind may be more, uh, you know, going in depth of, uh, of uh, analyzing phenomena. This is also possible. But basically, you know, uh, when the vipassana is done, it is done on the level of the of uh, upachara samadhi or kanika samadhi. So, if somebody like a pure vipassana uh, insight meditator is developing the the, the, the his quality of uh, of uh, of insight, his quality of mind up to the kanika or upachara samadhi, then uh, then the, 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 the it will have the same level of uh, of uh, observation, the same level of quality as if uh, someone is uh, doing uh, the jhana before. Here, some people's natural way of experiencing and knowing rupa, which includes the four elements, eventually on very subtle levels, and nama, and even quite subtle workings of consciousness, is on the kinesthetic level. So, you know, kinesthetic, what I looked in, in the dictionary to ref refresh my mind, so I don't know if you know. Uh, just to remind you the, the, the meaning of kinesthesia is uh, kine means, uh, it's from the Greek, and it comes it, it, moves, it, it means a movement, like a cinema also has the same root. So, kinein is uh, to move, and uh, aesthesis, it means a sensation. So, it is the sense by which uh, someone will uh, use the internal touch uh, to, to inform about the about uh, here the dictionary, the one of the dictionary I was using to just refer 
that uh, somebody will use the, the, the internal touch to uh, to inform uh, of the movement of the of the of the different uh, body position. But I think uh, the question also like kinesthetic level means also that uh, someone will be able to uh, to feel the the mental aspect of it. So we will we will try to explain uh, a little bit about that. So the 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 the, the rest of the the rest of the question is. As practice deepens for these people, Rupa and Nama, you see now uh, the question is related to Nama, so Rupa and Nama are experienced and known energetically as more and more delicate and subtle variations of energetic vibrations. This can be quite a valid and insightful approach to vipassana practice for these people. How or does this fit into the quiet mental abhidhamma approach to materiality and mentality and subsequent understanding as the progress of insight unfolds? Or is it even necessary to fit uh, these two different orientations to practice uh, to each other. So please comment. There can be a long comment <laughs> on that, but uh, but the insight that uh, we are getting from the practice is coming from uh, the experience. So uh, the experience of something can be uh, different from different people. Huh? So uh, the kinesthetist, kinesthetic uh, people will will be more uh, inclined to feel the experience. So from the feeling of the experience, then uh, the insight is going to be uh, uh, concluded or the insight is going to unfold. So it is, I would say that uh, this is very valid. And uh, if we compare, like uh, now I, I am wondering how to answer uh, as much as possible, as best as possible to this question. So I thought to compare that maybe to uh, last time I, I spoke about uh, you know the, the some of the Ayurvedic medicine, natural medicine the, of ancient in, in India, or uh, also uh, a little bit about the acupuncture or the Chinese ancient medicine. So these medicines, you know, when they uh, when they uh, when they evaluate a disease, then they will take the pulse of somebody. Hmm? So they will take the hand or they will take the finger and then with the pulse they will be able to evaluate uh, the quality of uh, the organ and also the quality of the elements inside uh, uh, inside uh, a patient inside of uh, of anybody so uh, just like i had a friend and then he had written to me he is acupuncturist and uh, and then just uh, just i'm just giving information so 
so here I was asking him, you know, like uh, he w that, that person, you know, with the, with the pulse. So when he is touching somebody, you know, uh, and he is taking the pulse, he is even able to, to read uh, the density of the ego. You know, now we are t talking about the ego. So uh, he is able to read the, in the density of the ego. And uh, then he, he does that, they do that, uh, by, sensing, by sensing the electromagnetic field around someone. <coughs> and then uh, he describes the, the different types of field that the people have, you know, highly egoic people, <coughs> the way they are, and uh, also how they are, how they are uh, cut off from their surroundings, and the less ego people tend to be more connected to what is around them. And also, uh, they are using the, the, reso the re resonance of the voice or resonance of the, of the, of the, the sound that the, the person is emitting to uh, identify the ego tendency. But also, uh, uh, people are able to, uh, to, to feel somebody who is angry, and also we can feel our own anger, also we can feel our own uh, peacefulness, or we feel the, 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 the vibrations of uh, the emotions of uh, other people and also of our own, uh, uh, of our own self. And then now talking about vibrations, uh, you probably know, you know, like uh, there are some meditation uh, schools or some way of practicing meditation and they emphasize a lot of, uh, about the vibrations. So once I, uh, I was with um, a very famous meditation teacher and then I asked him, uh, how does he do or how should uh, somebody who experienced Nibbana be evaluated, like in the sense of how a teacher is going to evaluate uh, or to, to, to say that uh, or to think that the person has attained Nibbana or not. And uh, the answer to the, uh, from the teacher was, ah, if someone has attained uh, Nibbana or if someone is a Sotapanna, then uh, you can feel it from the vibrations. So some teachers are able to, to feel the vibrations of, uh, of yogis and then they are able to, to see or to, uh, to know, you know intuitively which level of uh, attainment uh, they are. So that means that, means that uh, the evaluation is actually based on a kinesthetic uh, level. So now I would just like, uh, I am just elaborating, you know, so uh, I can compare that maybe to music, you know, so in, in, in the music, like somebody this week uh, uh, related about uh, her experience uh, of the jhana, and then you have the five jhana factors, huh? five jhana factors, and they occur with the, with the object, uh, the mind being concentrated on, on the object. So the person compare the, uh, the experience with the, uh, with music, that is when you know in the when you play piano or if you have a group of instruments, then uh, uh, when they, they 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 make one note all together, you know, like if you have five instruments, they will make five notes, and this will this is called a chord. Or if you have only one hand or two hands, and if you if you press five notes, it's a chord. 
So uh, in the same way, the jhana, uh, uh, the jhana is like a chord. So the vibrations of the of the jhana factors, like if you play a, a certain uh, chord, then the specific chord will evoke uh, uh, a lot of joy. Or sometimes, if you are the skillful musicians, they, they, they can play chords, and just by uh, putting a certain notes notes together, then a feeling of sadness or a feeling of uh, uh, all kinds of feelings, all kinds of emotions can be. Uh, communicated can be also uh, uh, prompted by 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 the way you are using the uh, the combination of these notes so it's the same thing with the mind so if we compare the mind to uh, different uh, uh, emission of uh, vibrations then uh, when we have uh, specific emotions then uh, also it will reverberate into uh, well into vibrations. So somebody who is sensitive to the vibration can identify the uh, identif the, the emotions that are connected to that. So in that way, you relate the experience to uh, to something uh, to something specific. But uh, again, I would like to to compare that to 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 more technician more technicality. You know so. Uh, in regard to music, then you have those people who play naturally, you know, like the jazz or many jazz people or some kinds of music. Also, they don't use partition and they never write the music. They just play with their guts. They, they, they just play with uh, with their feeling, and uh, they have such a, a, a innate sense, musical sense, that uh, uh, they will be able to tune it with the other uh, partners of the group. But they, no, they will not write it down. But also, yeah, you have some people who, uh, who have the skill to write the music down. Like uh, most of the Western uh, music is uh, is uh, written on, on partition. So the people who are really skillful in that, they they will be able to write the music without any instruments. That means, the 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 writing themselves for them. They can write symphonies, you know. They can write all themes of uh, of really beautiful music without ever uh, listening to what it sounds like on a, on a real instrument. So they will be able to adapt the theory or the knowledge of uh, what these notes that they are, they are writing writing down, what these notes uh, represent in in actual uh, music. So that's interesting because uh, these people can start with the theory, or, or they can start with a mental model and and exactly know how to connect it with the with the real thing. And also, these people have the possibility that uh, when they listen to something real, like if they listen to a piece of music, then very fast they can write all the notes down. You know, so this is not very easy. You know, like. Uh, for example, just talking about the chord of music, so it's easy to, 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 to listen to the five notes of, uh, of some five notes of five instruments or five notes of, uh, of a specific chord on only one uh, instrument to write, okay, now what, is the, what are those notes exactly? They can be all different. So that's not very easy to, so how to distinguish between, between uh, each other is not easy. So this is the, Actually, this is the process of the meditation. So we can have the feeling of, okay, now how it feels a certain jhana or how it feels a certain state of mind. But uh, to be able to distinguish between the different notes that compose that accord 
is not obvious. So the more analysis we are able to give to the experience we are having, then the better and the more precise uh, we, are, we will be able to, uh, to understand our experience and also to improve uh, uh, the quality of the experience or to repeat it or to also to explain it because we can use uh, technical terms uh, to describe a real experience. So if we know how to use the terms and also if we know how to adapt the, the terminology of, uh, of linguistic to a specific uh, phenomenon, to specific experience, then, uh, then the communication is still better, you know. It is not only related to the kinesthetic experience or emotional also uh, expression, but also it can be communicated with, uh, with more technical uh, aspect. Also, if we want to compare, you know, this analogy with the medicine or, I mean, anything, it can be compared. So if you compare that with medicine, for example, if you are a cardiologue, you know, you just take a... You just take the, 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 the you know the chart that they, that they give you after uh, after you have electro uh, uh, cardio something you know the and then you have all the all these lines all these zigzags you know with a lot of line and just just full of zigzag you know so if you don't know what does it re what it refers to it's kind of uh, it's it's very dif you c it's difficult to identify what it is but. Uh, a cardiologist will take the, 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 the you know, the, these, these charts, or it will take the, uh, the this uh, type of, uh, how do you call that? Anyway, huh? Graft. Yes, they will take the graft, and just by the graft, the graft, they will say, okay, now this is, uh, that person is having this type of, uh, a disease or this type of difficulty with his heart or this person has a normal heart or they will know exactly to what it corresponds to the uh, to the living the living experience of the art so uh, this is more skillful that is the person is able to take the, the theory and adjust it with the practice and also uh, a person such a person is able to take the practice that is uh, will be able to feel a, a living heart and also will be able to make a diagram of uh, how to represent it on a on a conceptual level. So this is very useful. And uh, we can say, now to come back to, to our team, uh, we can say that uh, uh, if we make the analogy with the Buddhist text, then uh, it is the same. The Buddhist text, they, speaks ab they speak about an experience. It's just about experience. The books didn't come before the, uh, uh, the, 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 the explanation of the Buddha. First, the, the, these people experience real thing, and then the more developed, the more elaborated their, their terminology was uh, uh, was uh, arranged. You know. So, but uh, what it refers to was always the same thing. So, uh, regarding this text, then also there is a sometimes a division of uh, the Sutta method, the Suttanta method, and also the Abhidhamma method. Uh, so, as you know, the Abhidhamma is much more detailed and everything is much more technical and much more uh, uh, categoric. So, uh, some commentaries, they say that uh, actually uh, the Abhidhamma is, uh, the structure of the Abhidhamma is uh, built mostly to identify the experience. Or also, it is built mostly to uh, to analyze and uh, to discriminate, okay, now what is happening, you know, when this experience of meditation is, 
So it's a, it's, a, it's a way of describing the meditation, it's a way of describing the experience in very specific terminology. So it refers again to, to a very detailed cardio, uh, you know, cardiogram, you know, the, the draft or the graft of the cardiologist. So the person is, by using the Abhidhamma terminology, a skillful person will not, st- will not be stuck as a Many of us are with the books, so what is this, 34, 12, 8, and all these chitasika, you know, just a headache. So the person would just take the graft and then say, oh, like this, you know, it refers to this. Uh, so the more uh, someone is, uh, I mean, is, uh, is familiar with this uh, terminology, the more also uh, the person can relate it to a real experience. But actually what is important is the is there real experience. So. Uh, so of course we should not neglect the real experience, and the real experience in meditation actually is a, is a, is a kinesthetic. Hmm? It is kinesthetic, but also uh, regarding that, uh, some of the uh, uh, content of analysis that we have in meditation also can be done only with the mind. Huh? So like color. How do we identify a certain type of color? It's not, is it? It's not a feeling. We have to say now we have to look and then we say, okay, now this is red. Or we have to look and then we say it's white. So actually the, the mental fabrication or the mental conceptuali- conceptualization of, uh, of what we see would be important. So I think the, 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 the mental aspect uh, regarding uh, phenomenon needs to be seriously uh, considered. But definitely the kinesthetic uh, uh, level of uh, experience also is uh, very much uh, fundamental, and I think I- this is also what we uh, uh, what we have to to base ourselves on. Because actually, it's not the theory that is going to change us; it is the experience. So the more deep the experience is within ourselves, then the more conviction, the more conviction, and the, the more confidence, and the more also effect the, the, the experience is going to bring into, into changing our life for the positive. So, I don't know if you have anything else to say on that, uh, on that question. So now I will pass to another one. Mm. As I understand, Sangha, is the name for the community of Buddhist monks. However, the term Sangha is used by the group of uh, disrobed former Buddhist monks, particularly particularly in the US. Uh, Any comment will be appreciated. So Sangha, actually it means a group. And uh, Sangha in Buddhism, uh, when it speaks about people, it refers, very often it refers to the monks. So the community of monks is called a Sangha. But uh, in some cases, also the Sangha relates to, uh, to the community of uh, spiritually oriented people. So uh, in some cases, also the Sangha could be defined as uh, the spirituality of highly developed uh, spiritual people. So in any case, uh, if a community is, uh, based, and, uh, is uh, based on, on a spiritual uh, uh, values and ideals, then this could also be called a, a sangha. So whatever, uh, if, uh, whatever evaluation, whatever um, degree of uh, of uh, importance you want to, to to give to the sangha, all could be uh, appropriately uh, uh, given to these groups. 
some traditions, Tibetan Buddhism included, have uh, developed yoga, pranayama, chakra techniques, qigong, etc. Are these such practices in Theravada? Do the monastic practice regular physical exercises? Did the Buddha say anything about physical activity? Well, if we read the Sutta, then, then if we read carefully, and then we take a map of ancient India, we say, well, you know, the Buddha, when he was 80 years old, you know, with his cane, uh, he walked from Benares to, uh, to far off in Nepal, you know. Or also, after the Wasa, then he walked from, uh, from, from Benares to, you know, to the another uh, far, far east uh, part of India. So if you calculate the amount of miles that it makes, well, he was in pretty good shape. <laughs> So we say also, I think in these days, people were, were much more healthy and uh, they didn't have cars and they didn't have the mechanics that, uh, that make us so lazy and also so weak, I mean, compared to apparently what was the level of resi resistance of uh, these people, you know, we are very weak in, in many aspects. But uh, uh, the aspects of physical, uh, the, the, the need of physical activity has been considered for for a long time. So they know that physical exercises is part of a balanced and healthy uh, person. But they didn't necessarily need to to do uh, special exercises. Although. Uh, uh, some people say that uh, it's probably, uh, you know, the, the practice of yoga or the, it didn't come like that. So it was probably, pro probably included in the, uh, in the ancient societies of India and it was part of, uh, of the livelihood, you know, like uh, exercises or stretching uh, was part of the uh, of, uh, of, uh, daily life. So people would stretch, but uh, like, uh, like actually we, we were saying that uh, that science, or it's the, it's the, it is the observation of natural phenomenon. So, where do you think the asana? No, I, I'm just thinking. Where do you think the asanas in yoga are coming? So, if you look at a cat, or a dog, or you know, the first thing it does in the morning, it just like, you know, so, <laughs> and uh, and actually, all the yoga practices they are associated with animals, or they are associated associated with the natural phenomenon. Hmm? So that means it is natural for us to, when we are tired, we, oh, oh, you know, so, wow, this is, oh, number one, you know, this is the disposition. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end, they, they, they came with a big list of, <laughs> of, of weird type of position because people, uh, their mind, they didn't know how to calm the mind. So they thought, okay, now I will do like this and then do like that. And, but uh, the, the, the best position that, that is described in the, uh, in the asana yoga, it's, I forgot the name, but I think one of them is the, is the lying position, so it's called the dead, the dead body, the corpse, corpse pose. so this is one of the good ones. <laughs> so I mean, the, the, then you, just, you are just flat, huh? you don't do anything. <laughs> Some people like it. So that's a close to meditation. But also they say that the, the best asana, you know, like the, the, all the, I think in the Patanjali Sutta, they say that um, the, the, the purpose of all these exercises is finally just to do nothing and sit down, you know, and be comfortable. So the sitting position where everybody, where all the body is, uh, is in harmony and then also 
in full, uh, you know, harmonious uh, balance, then this is the, this is the purpose of the of these asana. So these asana are just to, to, to support or to, to stimulate the, 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 the physical organism to be uh, to be in the proper balance. So that it is also it is not disturbing for the mind because when we have healthy body and this is also in the suttas you know they say health is very important so physical health we need to take care of our health and uh, and uh, with the physical health uh, then we we can have also a good meditation so also we see how these also can affect each other so if somebody is uh, healthy then uh, very often, I mean, it, it, it's a strong support for the mind also to be uh, healthy. And if somebody is having a healthy mind, then naturally the person will be uh, will be correctly attuned to to know okay now what is the proper diet and also what is the proper exercise that uh, that uh, that he needs. So in the Theravada tradition, the, uh, the, the yoga practices or qigong or any kind of, of specific exercises is not mentioned because what was most important, you know, is to deal with your mind. Well, so you speak about the mind. And maybe, I don't know, probably because it was natural there, you know, that to, to, to have a balanced and healthy uh, physical aspect, you know. And uh, so they wanted to emphasize about, okay, now try to have a healthy mind and with this uh, everything will come. Here in the question is, sometimes I find myself tensing my muscles inadvertently during meditation. Because my attention is on my meditation subject, I don't recognize it when it happened, when it's happening. Only after the fact. Is there any advice you will give regarding uh, this difficulty? So, if this is happening, then uh, then also we have to balance, you know, we have to balance all our uh, activities in the days. And uh, if we stress too much the mental aspect, then uh, there can sometimes there, there there can be imbalance if we didn't care enough uh, for our body. So when we start, then if we are sitting, then we have to see that uh, the posture is comfortable, <coughs> and also we have to see that everything is fine and that we are not tense and uh, you know, the position is correct. And so that's important. But also mentally, you know, we have to uh, we have to put ourselves in a good mood and just not rush in intensive uh, you know concentration without uh, without uh, preparing a kind of healthy ground even uh, uh, mentally so when we start i mean if it doesn't if the jhana or if the samatha does not come uh, intensely right away then we can reflect on the okay now the, like to take the precepts or to take the, the refuge is uh, is very good and uh, and uh, then the mind is by by putting our mind in a good frame uh, it is also affecting the body. So, so after sometimes, when after a few minutes, or depending on what we need at uh, these particular moments, then we are when we are fresh, and then then we can go in, into the more uh, specific uh, concentration or more specific orientation of our mind. So, because the base will be uh, will be strong and also balanced then also the jhanas that will that will be developed out of these will also be uh, not they, they, they will not uh, create extra extra tension
So if someone is uh, aware that uh, after intensive or after a long period of, uh, of uh, intensive meditation, the, the, the body is tense, and so uh, we should uh, make some kind of, uh, uh, we should put some consideration into, into balancing the, the everything, you know, see that the, the we don't force so much the position and see that, uh, uh, that we are well in, in general. But also, uh, sometimes also it depends on the approaches. You have approaches that say, okay, now you just go with the mind and uh, you just concentrate the mind. And uh, so uh, some people are healthy by nature. Some people also, they have uh, that uh, natural uh, ability to, to be balanced, uh, you know, to keep also uh, an eye or to have the sensitivity uh, to, to, to have the physical balance. So these people can, if they are developing the jhanas, then uh, for them to, to just to be with a, a mental uh, object of meditation or just being involved in the meditation will not, uh, it will not uh, disharmonize or it will not disturb the body. But the quite the contrary is that uh, when the mind is really, uh, you know, well concentrated and also well, uh, uh, settle down, you know, with the, the qualities of the jhana, then, then the effect that it has on the body is very uh, refreshing and also very uh, uh, invigorating. So uh, these effects will, uh, will not create tension, but just the opposite, like all the joy that uh, somebody is uh, having with, uh, with the jhana factors, just to speak about one jhana factors, is, uh, is that uh, the side effect is the body becomes very light and uh, people, the, 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 the person has, feels like a, almost... Uh, uh, making a levitation so much the body is light. So that means that the, the, the tensions are, are, are not there. And also some case, you know, like uh, some other people who don't have that uh, uh, natural affinity with uh, the side effect that the meditation has on the body, then uh, they can also start with uh, by being aware of the body. Huh? And then when the, when the, 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 the positive and very uh, strong uh, you know, qualities of the mind start to appear, like the beginning of the jhana factors, then they can infuse these uh, jhana factors also in the body, you know, like the joy and then the, the, the pleasantness of the, of the happiness of the sukha and uh, the fact of having a mind free from hindrances, then, then these, these can uh, be uh, kind of uh, directed towards, towards the body. And this is the descriptions that they are giving in the Samsutta. So the person is purposely filling the whole body with the joy, and then it speaks also about the physical body. Yeah. So it is uh, possible to do that, although, uh, although uh, eventually when, when the, 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 all these mental factors, uh, it starts with the mind. So we cannot fill the body with joy if the mind is not full of joy, if the mind is not in, if the, if the joy is not already in the mind. So, uh, to come back to the importance of the mind is fundamental because if we just keep on infusing the body with the joy and it's fine, but we have to remind ourselves, okay, now where is that joy coming from? So the joy uh, will have to come from uh, from the meditation or will have to come from uh, uh, from a spiritual joy. And then, in the case of jhana, then uh, the jhana factors actually are. Uh, mostly motivated or mostly supported by, by the object on which the mind is concentrating. So we should not forget that. So after the body is uh, in, uh, 
taken care of, then we can forget about it and then uh, reorient re uh, our mind just uh, more specifically with the, with the jhana object. And, uh, and then, then we can uh, eventually forget the body. But the purpose is not necessarily to forget the body, but uh, the, the, the joy or the, the, the spiritual happiness that, uh, that will be experienced will be so strong that uh, uh, eventually it may cause uh, forget uh, the body because the body has no more... Uh, it's, it has nothing to. Uh, it is uh, overpowered by the, the by the the, the, the mental joy and the mental uh, happiness that someone uh, would be experiencing. So anyway, to reply to that question, I think uh, I think we should we can adjust, you know, just to see how uh, our faculties are balanced, mental faculties also, but also uh, to see how much we are uh, straining our body or also how much we, we, if we are putting too much effort on our body, how to, uh, how to balance it, how to see that the body also is taken care of. Because, uh, you know, to practice meditation or even jhana doesn't mean that uh, we renounce the body. It means we renounce the, the, the indulgement in sense, pleasure, and uh, we renounce also indulging in, 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 in mortification or, or torturing ourselves. So the opposite of that is, to, is, a, is a balance, is a, is a healthy attitude towards uh, this body that we have to carry, you know, so, uh, so to take care of our body is also important. So here a question is, it is said that the fourth jhana is without bread. Is this literally true? Has it been uh, scientifically proven? Well, this is a uh, person wants to, uh, to be sure about it. <laughs> so, so I think the more, we, uh, the more we look, you know, the more if we try to see, okay, now am I breathing or is the person really breathing in the fourth jhana, then the scientific say that uh, the fact of uh, looking at something, then already uh, the mind is influencing the experience. So if you look at your breath, for sure it will be there. <laughs> so uh, also in the fourth jhana, you know, the, the, the breath has become very subtle. And uh, sometimes, uh, like if you don't take, if you don't look at it, then after your experience, you will see that well, you are not uh, the breath will not uh, will not be there. But if you start to check, okay, with the cotton or with uh, I don't know which types of gadget you can invent to to check uh, scientifically. But uh, the more you check, and uh, well, sometimes you may come to the right conclusion or not the right conclusion. But definitely, uh, it is possible. It would be possible, and also biologically. Uh, uh, surviving. I mean, if you, if people are st like it is, uh, it can be proven that uh, that uh, that some yogis, you know, they can they can stop their breathing and then for one day or two days, you know, they are they test they, are, they, they they test them and they put them in caves and where there is absolutely or they bury them in the ground, so there is absolutely no oxygen there and they they they, they can remain there for one or two days. So scientifically, it is possible. But we are not uh, aiming as, uh, at uh, you know, uh, establishing records of a very uh, specific, extraordinary phenomenon. So just know that in the fourth jhana, the breath is not there, and it may be there, but it's very, very subtle. So don't worry so much about it. Also, do the jhanas one to three have awareness of the breath? 
other than an imita once they are uh, entered. So in theory, the uh, the the breath has become the nimitta, and also in theory, the uh, in the jhana, the, the the it's a pure mental process. So the, the the body will be suffused with joy. The body will be suffused with uh, uh, with uh, happiness. But actually, the mind uh, at that time will uh, will be uh, absorbed on a mental object. So the mind will work purely on a mental uh, base. So that means the, the, the sensation of the breath may not be there at all. And uh, then what will be representing the breath is, is what is called the nimitta. So this is the description that is given. So the, those awareness of the physical sensations of the breath cease when the, when the real nimitta arise. So uh, yes, the physical sensations of the breath cease when the nimitta uh, not when the nimitta arise. When the nimitta arise, then the nimitta can can be also uh, uh, can arise par in parallel with the with the breath. So at the beginning or sometimes even for a long time, then the nimitta because it is arising with together with the breath, then uh, it is it can be felt. You know, so the beginning of the nimitta can also occur with uh, with a felt uh, physical sensation. So we still go on with a few other questions. Here, can you sp- can you please speak more about the specific relationship of the elements and the entrances, and if the enlightenment factors relate as well? Uh, uh, I just mentioned about uh, you know the acupuncture or the the the. the how the mind can be related to physical elements. So that means whatever the, the mind is experiencing, then also it has uh, some effect on the body. So if here we refer uh, about the elements regarding the physical elements, then uh, we can see that the mind has some effect on the, on the physical elements. But also uh, elements can be defined as the mental elements and uh, so the hindrances being mental uh, can be a kind of elements by themselves. And if you want some more detail about uh, about the elements, then the, the in the Majima Nikaya, you know, so the translation that we have in the library of the Middle Dancing, uh, there is uh, the Sutta number 115, and it's. Uh, it is translated as the many kinds of elements and uh, the Bau, the Atu Sutta, and then they give an uh, example of 18, 18 types of elements and then six types of elements and then another, another classification of six types of elements. So the, the second type, second six types of meditation is, uh, is classified mostly with mental types of elements and there here you have the the, the element of pleasure, so the pleasure element, then the pain element, then the joy element, so the grief element, the equanimity element, and then the, the ignorance element. Uh, so all these elements are actually datus, but they refer to manodatu, they refer to the mental aspects of uh, the elements. So uh, the entrances also could be, uh, you know, could be classified among uh, these uh, mental types of uh, elements. Uh, 
So, so the Abhidhamma re relating to the elements, then the Abhidhamma uh, classified uh, these mental elements as a, a type of vitaka, a type of, uh, of thinking. So the same, the same person is uh, asking, regarding what is the force or cause that makes, for example, an ant, ant or a seed, a seed, etc. So uh, the force or the cause that makes uh, these things are, uh, in the case of animate things like an ant, then it will, be the, the, it will enter into what we have talked uh, last time about the, the kamma. The, the, the law of karma, so it's a natural uh, law of karma that will make uh, uh, that will make uh, someone a living uh, a human being or someone uh, an insect or someone an animal. So the law of karma is uh, is making uh, these uh, things uh, happen. And also regarding the seeds, then uh, you cannot become a vegetable. Don't worry. And uh, the seed is uh, depending on the. <laughs> It is depending. <laughs> it is depending on the on the law of uh, the seed, the, the law of seed. So there are specific <laughs> laws. So before you enter this natural law, it will take some time. <laughs> so the bija 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 niyama. Hmm? Here, it's eight thirty. So I will go fast with the with some of the last questions. Uh, can you please explain, expand uh, on the VT process? You know the, the consciousness, the, 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 the door, the conscious, the door of the conscious door that is explained in the in the Abhidhamma Chitta Vitti that you have in the in the parks uh, manual that is spoken about. So, uh, specifically the functions, you know, the of. Uh, uh, Avajana, then Sampatichana, Santirana, Vottapana, Javana, and Tadaramana. You know, like uh, the function of, uh, they say that uh, the, 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 mind, the mind moments or the mind process actually goes on with uh, different types of doors. So we have the, the five doors of the senses, and then also the mental door. All these are our uh, conscious process with the different doors, and uh, in one conscious process, then there are also different uh, mind moments, and the mind moments are uh, are divided into basically, you know, like uh, I gave the Pali, but uh, the the translation will be adverting, and then uh, it will be uh, I forget the English, the adverting, and then. Uh, and then uh, source bar yeah. receiving, receiving, yeah. So adverting, receiving, and then uh, investigating, determining, and uh, registering for tadaramana. Uh, so I, I will just briefly, you know, I will not go into detail, but uh, I will, uh, I will use a, a, a scientific uh, simile and uh, and. Uh, you know that uh, that the Newton Newton discovered the law of gravity when he was lying under the apple tree, I think, and then the apple fell down. And then he asked, "Oh wow, how come the apple is falling down? Hmm? Is it 
this is how the Newton's, I mean, this is vaguely, this is the, the, the I think they say, they say like that. So anyway, uh, the Newton of these days uh, was, a, was a guy sleeping under a mango tree, and then the mango fell down. So instead of uh, investigating about the law of gravity, they, uh, they make the analogy about how the mind is functioning in re regarding the falling down of the mango. And uh, they compare the, 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 the conscious process, the, the conscious, uh, you know, the, the, the door, uh, conscious process of the mind door, uh, what is happening uh, with, with, with the terminology I just used is that uh, suppose the man is sleeping under the, the mango tree, then the person is asleep, then uh, the mango falls down and uh, then, then uh, you know, there is a kind of uh, registration from the mind, the, the, the sound is, is waking up the person. Uh, so then the person wakes up and then he pays attention to, the, uh, to what wake him up and then he sees the fruit and uh, then he takes, the, he takes the mango and then he looks at it and then he squeezes it hmm? and then he smells it. After that he, he, he puts it in his mouth and after that he swallows it. So all these different mind moments uh, have the different, uh, the, these specific functions of uh, so the mango sound itself is just like the object, when the object strikes the sense, like the eye, huh? so it is just like a, the eye, an object of the eye or an object of the sound is striking the, the mind. So the mind is paying attention to that object. So this is the first uh, uh, impulse that, that will wake up or that will take uh, someone out of the, uh, of the life continuum, of the bhavanga. After that, uh, the awakening to the sound so this is uh, compared also to the adverting, the five door adverting towards uh, the object, avajana. And then uh, the person who opens uh, his eyes, it's like the eye consciousness, the second, the second uh, mental uh, consciousness, the second mind consciousness is the eye. Like if we talk about the uh, eye consciousness process, then it's uh, the eye consciousness uh, function. After that, uh, the, the person stretch out the hand and take the mango. So this is the same as the receiving uh, consciousness. Then uh, he squeeze the, the object. This is like investigating. And uh, then he smells the mango. It is like a determining. So at the five door, the, the adverting of the mind door. And uh, then the person eats the mango. This is like the javana or the, uh, the impulse, the, the consciousness uh, the impulse that follow after that. So they are experiencing the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the previous object. And then also the swallowing. He, he, he gulps the, the swallowing the mango. It's like the, uh, the javana, or not the javana, but the tadaramana. That is, a, it is a registration, re registration uh, consciousness, the sense object as a, as a javana. And then after that, the man goes back to sleep. So <laughs> that, that's good. So maybe you all fall, you, you all are aiming to your bed now. And, uh, but this is what happens when someone goes into Bhavanga, then uh, it's like going to sleep. So this is how they describe the, uh, the mental, uh, the, the, the mental f 
the function of the mental process. If you want more detail, you can uh, look at the Abhidhamma or some of the books, and we can discuss about that. Also, the function, you know, the functions also, like someone, the, the person is asking what are the functions there. So the functions are actually uh, not really elaborated in the books, and uh, it's the same thing, like uh, uh, the function of the adverting consciousness is to advert to the object. And then the function of receiving consciousness is to receive the object. And uh, the function of uh, investigating, it is to, uh, to investigate the object. And then it goes on like this, you know. So it's nothing really original. <laughs> so just to, uh, just to finish here, I will just add, then there is another, one, another question. I will talk to it uh, about it uh, next, uh, next, next week. It's short, but nevertheless, we, we, we like to finish now. Uh, I would like to say, um, well, one last thing, you know, like sometimes we, 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 we the weather and everything, you know, it's a kind of, uh, we, we need some encouragement. So uh, I was uh, thinking about, uh, before I become a monk, you know, then uh, I had a friend, he really liked to, uh, to run. <laughs> so every day bef before going to, 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 to the college or before going to school, he would run, you know, for miles and miles, and then he would go to the school. And... Uh, that was fine, you know, he was very healthy and very, uh, uh, very fit, like an athlete, but uh, uh, he had never run a marathon. Hmm? So sometimes he was in the countryside and then there was, a, you know, there was an event in the city and it was uh, the, the announced, the, the marathon, you know, for, for, there was a marathon, you know. So the person, see, he read and, oh yes, you have to run this amount of miles. Oh yes, of course, you know, I will, I will uh, compete with, uh, with all the people. And uh, so the person finds himself and, you know, with, uh, with uh, all dressed in sports, with his uh, running shoes and uh, all the suits, you know. And uh, then it was a nice uh, Sunday afternoon with the sun and very beautiful weather, everything's fine. And so the marathon starts and there are maybe about 50 or 100 people. So this starts, and then, okay, now you start, and then you run, you run, you run, you run. So after uh, half an hour, you're still running, you know. <laughs> and then after one hour, I don't know if you have ever run, you know, a long distance. But, uh, you know, the marathon is quite uh, long. <laughs> so after one hour or two hours, I don't remember the time. So the, then the person is kind of exhausted, and he says, wow, now it's, uh, it's about the time that... Uh, I need to crash somewhere. Huh? So, so the, the person sees, you know, at a certain junction, you know, a crowd of people waiting with, uh, with, uh, uh, with water bottles and then full of encouragement. And then say, oh, wow, no, I am arriving. This is the end, finished end, you know. So he runs faster. And then actually when he arrives to the finishing, what he thinks that it is finishing line, you know, he sees a big board and says, yeah, go on, you're half of the marathon, you know, you still have another half to go, so don't be discouraged. Uh, marathon is long, and so same thing with the retreat, you know, sometimes some of you may think, ah, oh, well, you know, now it's, uh, I mean, it, it starts to be boring, or it starts to go nowhere, or I am exhausted, no, no, no. We are always learning, <coughs> so sometimes there are ups and downs, and sometimes we need to encourage ourselves, and it's just a li lifelong process. And uh, 
if uh, we are to compare the, the, this opportunity that we will have, that we have in our life, it's very rare, like, uh, uh, especially for lay people. Uh, the life is so busy, you know, so many times we have so many obligations and uh, responsibility in society with family and all kinds of things. So the opportunity we have to, to, to do a long retreat is uh, very special. So don't be, never lose the, uh, the, 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 the appreciation of the time that you are having here and keep motivating. But also keep the motivation in the way that, no, you are... You are on a marathon, you know, so don't, you don't need to speed so much. You have to keep uh, perseverance. This is what is more important if you want to, uh, to finish your marathon. But that actually, uh, if you are able to develop that endurance and also that quality of uh, meditation, then you will not be making too much of, the, of discrepancy or with the daily life, like you will be able to adjust your, your efforts and also continue your practice in your daily life because, because you have been able also to, to do it on a, on a long run basis. So also regarding our group, you know, I would like to remind you that the sitting that we are having here, so we are, we are aiming at quality and the slight little noise, you know, although some people have good meditation. The slight little noise can be annoying because uh, they are they are uh, they are doing their meditation, which uh, which uh, can be disturbed. So, uh, for the group sitting, please come in time. Mm? And also, uh, once you have settled uh, on your caution, uh, try to be here for the entire length of the of the uh, of the duration. But if you cannot, you know, you are not forced to, to be here. If naturally you 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 don't want or you cannot uh, sit the whole sitting, then if you want to go, uh, then you please you, you please uh, you know go out of the hall. But uh, if you come back, then there are too much uh, coming and going. So if you go out then uh, just come back for the next sitting, don't, co don't come back, you know, just, just continue your meditation outside quietly, and you see it's the same, you know, so just make your mind before you move. Mm -hmm. And also regarding that, you, you please excuse us, you know, the monks then sometimes, because we have some activities, so it's nice to, uh, to say don't do it, but uh, we may be the first people to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is theory, you know. So please excuse us if sometimes we are late or if, we, if sometimes we, um, yeah. So this is it.